So yeah. <sighs> let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to look at your word, to hear you speak to us through it. And we ask the Holy Spirit to be with us speaking today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Welcome, welcome everybody to Scripture Talk. Uh, we are still going strong. Uh, Pastor Trey is enjoying time with his uh, family and his baby, and we are moving on with keeping the fort stocked and going. And so, uh, again, I am uh, Pastor Scott, and with me as always is Bo Brandy. Oh, Sister Brandy, how y'all doing this evening? Oh, Stacy. And I am the ghost of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, if those who had not uh, caught the pre-show, we were reminiscing of some of our uh, favorite uh, Michael Jackson uh, uh, songs, uh, regardless of what you may or may not thought, think about the individual. He was a talented musician. <laughs> so, uh, Today, we are taking a look at uh, 1 John. We will be in 1 John. I'm trying to find something to follow in our chat. It's not pulling up. There we go. So I can see when people interact there and be able to catch those questions, which if you're first time you're ever tuning in, please understand we are a live format and we do pay attention to the comments that you place. So please comment and join in with us. With that, we are 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him, in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, the, the thing about First uh, John, you know, it's, a, it's one of those uh, that come across like a, a letter, you know, type of deal, but he, he's given instruction and it's focusing on fellowship with God. Now, most people understand that the important thing in life is not things at all, they're, they're the relationships we have. God's put a desire for a relationship in every one of us and he's intended for those to be met with relationship with other people, but most of all, to be met with the relationship with him. And so in this letter, John is telling us the truth about relationships. And that's what's really going on here in verse five. Uh, he's literally talking about what is and is not true fellowship, true relationship with God. And so he's saying, this is the message. You know, we've heard from him and declared to you, God is light. You know, he, he's not making this up. This is not his own idea. This is his personal opinions about God. This is God's message about himself. And he says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And so, you know, we must begin our understanding of God right there. You know, John declares, this is the simple understanding God himself is light. When we look, you know, the second verse of the Bible talks about God creating light out of darkness, you know, and so saying that God is light, this is meaning that there can be no darkness. Darkness is literally the absence of light. And so if there's a little bit of light, it chases away darkness. It always amazes me if you're in a room that is completely pitch black, 
how much light just a single flame produces off of a candle and how when you're doing those candlelight vigils at a church service or whatever, and as everybody passes the light from one person to another and how once everyone in there just has their one single candle going of how bright it actually is because darkness cannot stand where there's light. And that's what this verse starts with, that God is light. That's a beautiful um, analogy about the uh, darkness and the light. I think back to our candlelight services that we have at Christmas Eve, we turn out the lights and we start off with that light that comes off of the Christ candle off of the Advent wreath. Mm-hmm. And then we light another candle and another candle. And soon everybody's candle is lit in the entire sanctuary. And it's a beautiful glow, a wonderful fellowship that we all share in the light. Because you, you can't have true fellowship when you are walking in darkness. You'll trip, you'll, you'll hurt yourself and hurt others along with you. But when you are walking in God's light, that little light that shines in you, then you can experience a full fellowship and a belonging. That's a wonderful thing, is a belonging to others and a belonging to God. You know, as you were saying that, uh, mentioning the stumbling, I think about, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, I have to go to the restroom or get a glass of water. I, I, you know, I don't want to wait the wife up and so I don't turn a light on and I just kind of walk but even though it's my house even though it's a place that I've walked through tons of times sometimes with the lights out maybe something's been moved I'll hit and I'll stumble because that's what darkness does it prevents you from seeing and the interesting thing about God being light and in him there's no darkness that means he's perfect I mean if you didn't already know I mean that's part of his being God is he is perfect and in his perfectness, that means that if there is an issue between our relationship and God, newsflash, it's not on his end where the problem lies. <laughs> He's doing everything he can to have open relationship for us. And then John, there in verse 6, says that if we have fellowship with him, but we walk in darkness... We lie. Mm-hmm. We be lying by not mm-hmm. practicing the truth because, you know, God is light. God has the truth. There can't be any darkness in him. So if we're allowing darkness in us, then we're having stuff that isn't part of God in us. And so what's interesting then is that how he words this is obviously he's dealing with false claims to fellowship with God. And so based on that we understand that it's possible for some to claim a relationship with god that they do not have we can also say it's possible for someone to think they have a relationship with god that they do not have now here's a newsflash for y'all in case you weren't aware just because someone is says they're a christian or someone says that they are close to god doesn't make it so I know I can go stand in my garage and claim to be a Ferrari all day long. (laughs) That's not going to make it happen. And so just because Mm -hmm. someone goes to church doesn't mean they're a Christian. Now, I also want to uh, point out many Christians are not aware of their true condition. 
you know, they know that they're saved, they have experienced conversion, have repented at some time in their life, but they're not living in true fellowship with God. And so this idea of fellowship doesn't necessarily mean that they're not saved either. You know, there, right. there's those aspects. You have people who claim to be Christian and claim to be saved that aren't. But you have people who are saved that are claiming to have a deep relationship and fellowship with God that isn't. You know, um, you know, if someone claims to be in fellowship and you know they're, you know, said but they're walking in sin. This doesn't seem to the way he's talking about doesn't seem to be that you're talking about the occasional sin. Like uh, Pastor Jerry said this past Saturday, you know, saints who occasionally sin is different than someone, oh, I've got a close relationship with God, but I'm not letting go of this in my life. I'm going to hang on to this right here, you know, because this isn't that big of a deal. Well, John seems to say it is. Yeah, because if you continue reading uh, to the end of John 1 there, it says, uh, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If yeah. we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not and is not in us. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that walking in darkness seems to indicate a pattern of living. It's not the occasional lapse, but a lifestyle of darkness. And just as other places it says, you know, you can't have, you know, clean, pure water and defiled water coming out of the same spring. You know, you, you should not have light and darkness coming out of the same place. Now, mm. this is an encouraging thing, you know, because it's stating it shouldn't be this way. And it's not stating that there is no hope if you are this way, because it goes on, as you were just saying, Stacey, if we walk in light as he is in light and have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you even say like, you even you can even break it down to what you were just talking about. There cannot be light and darkness coming out of the same place. Um, if you want to take it out of, of, of the uh, biblical context for a moment, put it in scientific context. Look at look at black holes in the, in the, in, the, in space. They cannot have light and dark coming out of them at the same time. So I mean, it's it's almost like a. a, a I'm on my call. Get quiet. It's almost like a rule of it's not just like, not just as far as like God and, and the spiritual realm goes. That's just period. I mean, that's just the way God set it up. You cannot have light and darkness coming out of the same place. The, the second thing is, you know, we, we try really hard um, as humans um, to uh, to be really righteous. And uh, I've heard a lot of people that uh, go to church, not necessarily our church. I'm not going to call out yeah, just one church, but I've heard them. I, 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 my, my soul's pretty good. Um, I, I don't really sin. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good about doing what I do. I get up every morning, I pray the Lord, and I do my devotionals, and I'm, 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 I'm like, and blah, 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 blah. And sin? Oh, no, I don't sin. I, I'm, I'm a good Christian. Wrong. 
And it says it right there in John. <laughs> if, if, if you, what moment you think you are not a sinner, you're just telling yourself, I'm Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Next. Yeah, the, the, there's a, a part that needs to be understood in this, that um, we're talking about this walking in darkness, the habitual thing, not stuff that we're struggling and constantly taking to God and saying, I need help with this. And, and we can tell that because he says that if you're saying that and you have this, you're lying to yourself. But because it's like what you're saying, the people that are saying, I don't have any issues, I've got this under control. Um, you might have that under control if, and by under control, you mean you're letting God take care of it and work through you. But if you're saying, I've got it under control on my own, you're deceived. You're lying right, to yourself, right. as it says, right. because mm-hmm. none of us can do that. None of us, <laughs> or else we wouldn't have needed Jesus to do what he, he did. And I, I like that there's an interesting connection here. It mentions, as he is in the light, you're there in five, we have fellowship with one another. You know, because one, one of the biggest things that's uh, well, we've mentioned before in this program, one of the biggest critiques people in the world say about the church is it's full of hypocrites. And that's what John is talking about here is hypocrisy, saying one thing, but your life not living it up. You know, so we need to be humble and understanding that no, I don't have it all together. Being a Christian does not mean all of a sudden I woke up one day and I no longer made mistakes. Now, and and, and yeah, if you um we would have if someone were listening to this right now and they would ask, well, how does one walk in the light? What do I need to do to get myself in the light outside of the obvious, which give your life to Christ, but what goes beyond that? What would you suggest to them? Well, Obviously, that we're having to be real with ourselves. You know, the mm-hmm. suggestion is, you know, we, we look at uh, what Wesley talked about, the aspect of grace of sanctification. You know, uh, Paul talked about how I was saved, I am saved, and I am being saved. So it's understanding that there's a process, a process, and that process involves, you know, working toward doing things better, but not working of it in our own strength. So it's realizing it's, it's we, we often get the cart before the horse, you know, there is works, but the works comes after our belief and our faith of Jesus doing something for us. And then believing that, uh, like it says in Philippians, he who began a good work will be faithful to see it to completion, even into the day of Christ Jesus, that, okay, today I'm getting up, And God, I'm trusting that you, through your Holy Spirit, is going to give me the strength to get through the day without sinning. Uh And then I try to make decisions and try to watch and realize the things that I shouldn't do, allow the Holy Spirit, my conscience, to guide me and make decisions accordingly and go through that. And and when I do fall and slip, you know, it tells us in a... Uh, Proverbs that uh, the the righteous man falls seven times but gets up eight. It means when the fall happens, we don't stay there. We get back up. You go back to Jesus and you keep giving it to him and you keep going forward. Now, how the process should work, you know, 10 years from now, I should not be making exactly the same mistakes I am making now. If I'm truly giving it over to God and I'm truly working and uh, 
you know, like the What About Bob movie, baby stepping, taking those baby steps mm-hmm. to, to get there, then, you know, there should be changes that are seen by people around me. And uh, each person that's going to work out differently in their life, certain struggles will be harder than others for some people and it may take a little more time. There may be uh, relapses, you know, uh, I know a good example is people struggling with addiction and all of that. There's so many different things that are in that. Sometimes God completely heals people of it. Sometimes God heals over a period of time of them working through that. But the, uh, the process is the day by day counting and moving forward. Right. Also, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you, also like staring at the word and looking at at, at at seven, and it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, mm-hmm. and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. What screams at me there coming out of that is accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we well, that's one reason why we walk in fellowship with one another is to have that accountability to have like uh say scott comes to me and says hey brother uh you know and points out hey i think you're you're you may be uh wrong with this or maybe you're misinterpreting uh this and and let me let me help you out and 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 point these this thing out to you and that's what we need to do uh as as christians also is accountability yeah i Mm-hmm. Yep. Iron sharpens iron. So if you see um uh your brother or sister stumble and fall, don't laugh at them. Pick them up, help right. them up, and right. get them back on on the past and all that. It's just it goes beyond by breaking bread and sharing a laugh and a joke. It's it's helping each other out throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Accountability. That's right. And and the way we deal with each other demonstrates if we are or are not having right fellowship with God. You know, it, it says that if we are in the light, you know, two Christians who are in right relationship with God should naturally be in right relationship with each other. And so, you know, we see a lot of this contention within not just one church from another, but sometimes within the same church. And this really shouldn't be the case. You know, if we are all walking in right fellowship with God, then we should be walking in fellowship with each other because as God gives us grace and understanding and patience, we should therefore in return give grace, understanding, and patience to each other. And when we're giving it and the person on the other side is also giving it to us, it makes things run smoothly. Now, we all know that that doesn't happen uh, a lot of the time or all of the time in a church. And so looking at this, that should be a reminder to us to take a step back and go, oh, hey, if we're having this, maybe maybe we need to do a heart check. God, am I in good relationship with you? Mm-hmm. Because why am I having this struggle? If I'm in good relationship, your word says that I should be extending this to that. And so sometimes we need to do a little heart check of where our fellowship and relationship is with God and see how that is playing out and the way we're dealing with people in our congregation, people in our home, people at work, etc. And again, none of that is a condemn, condemning thing. It's a reminder of, you know, just to check and see where we are. Because the blood of Jesus is a continual cleansing. He mm-hmm. said it was finished. That means there's nothing left for him to do. It's there for us. And I love it. All unrighteousness, 
all. The work of Jesus, the cross, doesn't just deal with the guilt that might send us with to hell. It deals with the stain of sin that totally came between our relationship with God. It took care of us. And, you know, that means that the sin, everything that we could think of, the sin inherited from Adam, the sin we committed as kids, the sins growing up, Sins against our father, against our mother, our brother, our sister, our husbands, our wives, children. Sins against employers, against employees, against our friends, against our enemies. The lying, the stealing, the cheating, the adultery, swearing, drugs, booze, promiscuity, uh, can't think, talk straight, murder. Anything that could haunt you, anything that I didn't even mention. It is all sin can and will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, which when you're thinking about that, about the only thing that comes in the way that isn't cleansed, and it can be cleansed as soon as you turn it around, is the sin of continuing to reject the blood as payment for sin. Amen. The blood of Jesus can cleanse anything. My father in the ministry used to have this saying. He said, if a brown cow can eat green grass, and produce white milk. The blood of Jesus, you can take a dark soul, dip it in red blood, and it comes out white as snow. That's what the blood of Jesus can do for us, cleanse us from all sin and unrighteousness. Yes. And, and so, that is and so true. To me, it's like uh, sin is like uh, all around you. It's like walking through a, a sticker pasture and everywhere you walk, there's gonna be stickers, and the 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 righteousness of Jesus is the shoes, and you put those shoes on, and you, you got no problems with them stickers. Well, that's the same way with sin. You you accept Jesus Christ as your life and let Him take over, and, and take let Him take care of those sins. Then you ain't got no problem with that anymore. You just you just walk and and let Jesus handle it. I like that statement. Can I use that? Sure. All right. Yeah, you know, uh, I got that from Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right, all right, all right. Yeah, the blood of Jesus says it's all right, all right, all right. All right. But, uh, uh, so sin is a hindrance to fellowship and uh, the blood of Jesus. And so it's important for us to think about, okay, then what is right relationship? What is walking in the light? You can't come to fellowship with God through philosophical speculation. You can't come to fellowship with God through intellectual education, even seminary. Uh, You can't come to fellowship through God through drugs or entertainment, through scientific investigation. So let me pose a question to you two, and we'll all weigh in, but how do you come to fellowship with God? Surrender is the first part. Surrender yourself to him your your life, your soul, everything to him. And then that's when the essence of wanting to establish a relationship with him will come into being. That's that's how I look at it because if you surrender all to him, all aspects of, of your life, then he'll have something to work with and change you into a better person. And in turn, y'all can have a, we can have an intimate relationship with him. And being in full fellowship. I think I'm still on the call, buddy. I think if you um, <clears throat> you tune in the, the 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 spiritual radio good enough that you'll hear 
you'll hear him reaching out to you. You're going to hear that broadcast in your head and in your heart going, hey, I'm here. Come on over here. Let me talk to you a minute. You know, let, let's let's sit down and wrap and, and, and let's see what we can do about uh, about heart, working on your heart and working on your soul and bringing you closer to the one that really, truly loves you. And that's, and that's Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. And it, you, you can feel when I, when I was, when, when, when I came to the Lord, um, you know, it was, a, it was, a, it was a couple of weeks before I actually came to grace. I went to another church and I sat down in the pew uh, at this other church and you could feel like it was somebody patting me on my shoulder and I looked around and what, what was that, you know? And I looked at my brother and I said, I said, Josh, I said, uh, do you, do you, do you see somebody pat me on my shoulder? And he just looked at me and he goes, oh, well, but that was Jesus Christ. He was just walking into the house. So he's always, he's always there. You just got to tune in. You got to tune into the radio and, 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 and hear him. And then like, like you said, you know, just, uh, just talk to him and, and get to know him and, and, and it's it's not that hard it, it really isn't it's not that hard it, it it they make it seem like it's such a a, a tough thing like it's such a um, even a miraculous thing to happen it's really not it, it's it's a it's so easy a child can do it a matter of fact it's the child does do it every day and that's why they're 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 uh they're so innocent and everything. I mean, we, we should, uh, anyway, I'm rambling. I know what I'm saying. I, yeah, you, you have a good point, Stacey. Uh, yeah. People make it more difficult than it really is. Uh, it, it's a, it's a relationship like you have with anyone else. Uh, just, you know, I know people, even in Jesus's day, how do you pray Jesus? And Jesus gave him a model, but the simple aspect of it is the same way you talk to other people. And uh, I don't have to hunt him down. I can just, wherever I'm at, Lord, I need you. Lord, how are you doing today? Lord, can you help me with this? Help me know that you're near, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's all there is to it. And just being faithful with that and consistent and spending the time with him is how we learn to walk in the light. Now I t I can I can tell you this, I can tell you what is difficult, is tuning out the rest of the world, and tuning him in. Now that that, that can be a trick there, because well, that, that, we're, we're that's so why we need to push into him because you're right we 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 don't have the strength to do that and that's right. why we need his strength and why it's part of that continual process and it's a consistency thing, of right. consistently going to him. Right. But you know, as far as just as far as anything, I just I, I it makes me wonder and, and sit sometimes and go, why wouldn't you want this? What I mean, what? Yeah, shrug your shoulders and go. Why wouldn't you want to follow with, with, with Jesus Christ? Why wouldn't you want everlasting life and 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 happiness and and peace? And love. I mean, what? What? Who turns that down? I don't get it. I, right. You know, we all I, have our moments of when we get to that place where our heart is ready to receive. Right. Uh, right. You're right. You know, it's it, it, we have free will, 
God's not going to force it on anyone. Free will never is taken away. And uh, yeah, so that's that's part of it. And uh, with that, you know, that's as good of a place as a, any to land this. Our free will is there to accept, but the gift is always uh, available for us. And so uh, if you have any feedback or would like to join the conversation, you can leave a comment here on Facebook, over on our YouTube page, or on our website, palestinegrace.com slash video. Uh, you can email us at gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Don't forget, there is an audio-only version of this show available after the fact. Just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Also, also on YouTube, make sure you click, like, and subscribe, and share. Yeah. So, go in peace to love and serve the Lord, and fear not. Stay well. God is with us. Good night.